Welcome everyone back to Explore the North Shore, back for the first time in like a month. Uh, like two a month? months. Was the last one in July? The last one was in August, but it was about what we did in July. It was the summer oh, camp one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Holy crap, it's been that long. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> Slackers. There's a few reasons why we haven't been around, so we are going to discuss that in this episode which will lead into the topic of our episode, which is my favorite place to send people on Halloween, the Kramer Tunnel. <laughs> so this is Exploring the North Shore with Martha and Jay. Yeah, basically, I would have done Harry Potter intro music here because it's thematic. I can just hear it in my head. There you go. Listen, so, so replace the song you just heard with that Harry Potter theme song. That's what we were going for. I, I matched as close as I could. And that is because, okay, so this, again, there's three reasons, really, we have not done a podcast lately. One, the end of the summer, it really up until this last weekend has been insane. Absolute madness. Uh, Everything is just so crazy. Yeah. Busy. And, and it's not, yeah, I was going to say, it's not even COVID-related craziness. It is like normal life. Yeah. But brought to the extreme craziness. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like everything that's normally just crazy during COVID has just become extra crazy. Like, it's insane, but like, it's insane now. That is a perfect... I don't know if I'm explaining that well, but that's how, like, I'm, I'm seeing it in my head. Yeah, like, the I, I kept thinking in my head, okay, Fisherman's Picnic was canceled. So Fisherman's Picnic weekend is going to be kind of chill and quiet. And it was anything but chill and quiet. Oh, it was know. insane. And then this last weekend was uh, what would have been... Well, it was Moose Madness, but it was a tame... Very low-key... Yeah. But we still had a lot of people here. It, it wasn't like we had a quiet, low-key summer. It was definitely an insane summer. We've been very busy, and you have especially been really busy because of reason oh, yeah. number two, why we haven't really recorded a lot of podcasts, which is also the same reason as reason number three. <laughs> they all tie in. They together. all tie together. <laughs> um, and this one is COVID-related, so my kids are distance learning. I have, well, two of my kids are distance learning, and the third one was supposed to start preschool this year, and preschool is not happening. So I have three kids at home who don't have any place to go during the day. So we decided to start doing some homeschooling um, just to kind of take the distance learning pressure, I guess, off the teacher was my brain process in the beginning, but also just give me something to do, which brings me to the third reason. Uh, Because my kids aren't in school, I am taking a leave of absence from work, and I am only working one day a week now. Yes. So when you have a job like mine, which I I don't even know if I've discussed what my actual job is. We get a lot of questions about (laughs) that. Like when you were doing the, when you were running for uh, county commissioner, and they had asked you about like, your job, I started getting a lot of questions from people like, what is it that you you guys do do exactly? And I'm like, well, (laughs) it's kind of hard to put a name on it, what we do, because it's kind of all over the place sometimes. My actual job title, and this is the actual job title that was given to me by the owner of the company, is Digital and Social Media (laughs) Czaress. 
Because you guys ever have been on the the website, please look at the like meet our staff section and wait. Is, well, this is the Cascade Vacation Rentals website now. Yeah. So there, I work for two. I own a company which is Exploring the North Shore and that has a website. And then we both, Martha and I work for Cascade Vacation Rentals. Wait, do you have your email picture as your picture on? Uh, I have the, the one website? where I'm carrying the chair on my back. Yeah. That's, yeah I that's flipping love that picture. <laughs> it is so hilarious to me. So that chair Funny story, if you've ever seen that picture and you're like, why do they have a why does she have a chair on her back? We purchased this really cool blue velvet chair for me to take to <laughs> there's this whole video series we have planned. Again, it was supposed to happen this summer, but then COVID. Um, where I was gonna be able to take this chair to various places and be just randomly sitting at, like my plan was I was gonna wear like a cocktail dress <laughs> and be sitting on this velvet chair, like just completely out of place. Yes. But then be talking about the history of the place. Just a fun idea we came up with. I had never even heard that idea. Really? That's, oh, that's why we have. That's why we have a chair that has straps on it, like a backpack. That's funny. And no, that, I never heard the story behind the chair. Buying that chair was actually crazy because I was trying to find a chair that wasn't going to be too heavy mm-hmm. that I can then carry on my back, yeah, and that one's backpack. only twenty three pounds. It's my chair backpack. It's my chair backpack. Can't it's, put anything yeah. in it, but <laughs> you know you want to be comfy. So if I'm going to go somewhere, I was actually thinking about this. I don't have to vote in person because I live in a mail-in only district, so we don't even have a polling place. But if I did, and I knew there was going to be a really long line on election day, I was going to take my chair. <laughs> Time to move. Pick up a chair, put it on my back, move it over. walk a few feet up, put it back down, grab a seat, open a good book. Where? Oh yeah, we were talking about our jobs, but I was talking about the three <laughs> reasons. Wow, we just went off. So to clarify, what our job is is we are, I would say, video and photo, digital media, and social media professionals. Yeah, <laughs> so it's so I'm fancy. getting there. I'm still. Especially well, now, since I'm doing a lot of it yes. now, I'm getting better at it. But. So we we take a lot of pictures, we add a lot of pictures, we do stories, we have the blog. Again, I manage both Exploring the North Shore and Cascade Vacation Rentals. So if you've ever been on both, you might notice that kind of, I, I guess, how this flow and sound is, is kind of similar because I'm writing both. But you've taken over writing a lot of the blog posts for Cascade. Um, yeah, or animal sort of. series. I think yeah, I've done a couple of the animals completely myself, and then I did my favorite one that I did so far was the Park Point one. Oh yeah, I love the history on Park Point. And you know it, you're very familiar with it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I basically lived every there summer. In the summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that is what we do for a living: TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, blah blah blah. Okay. I take a leave of absence and everything kind of gets dumped onto Martha then. (laughs) So what had been a job that two people were doing is now a job that one person was doing. And the help of you, I probably call you at least twice a week like, oh my God, what's going on? I don't know what this means. Or we have like our inner office chat, which is called Slack. And they're all like every day I'll be like, oh, another Slack message. Oh, another Slack message. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to... um, just say I'm still working, but I'm officially only coming into the office one day a week. And when you're only in the office one day a week, that is a lot of stuff I have to fit, to fit in. in. Eight hours. So f- doing a podcast, it's kind of, you know. It, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> so anyway, as I said before, and the topic of this 
podcast episode is going to be actually how I turned Cook County yeah. into basically all of Harry Potter land. Mm-hmm. So to explain that really quick, when I decided to homeschool, I started researching curriculums. I'm like, oh, in my head, given I've never homeschooled before, my kids are in (laughs) kindergarten, second grade, and then of course I'm a preschooler. uh, There's like three homeschool curriculums you have to pick from, and you just pick from that and and you teach your kids that. That's not... Were they ones like the school had given you? No, 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 no. Did the school give any That's what I thought. No, school didn't give me anything because I decided to kind of do this on my own. Um, kind of I, supplementing because my kids are still enrolled in school, but it was more, I just wanted to fill up our day more. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of people hearing this are like, what do you mean we're distance learning and it fills up our whole day? Well, then GES, which is Great Expectation School, um, they did go back in person, but they gave you the option for distance learning. We chose distance learning primarily because we could. I guess it's kind of, it, it sounds... Like, this is a very privileged answer. But we had the ability to not have to send our kids back to school. Also, my father-in-law was living with us at the start of the school year, and he is 65-plus. He is recovering from double pneumonia last year. So he, yeah, he was really sick. Jesus. There was, like, a point. There was a point where my mother-in-law was calling us, and she's like, you guys need to call Craig because I think he might be dying. Like, it was was really intense for a while. He's better now. But there was that kind of thought in her head, like, oh, man, your lungs are beat up. There's no... And this is, like, a... This is, yeah. So we just decided to try to eliminate as many points of contact as possible that could be in the house um, and, and stuff. So we did not send our kids back to school. That's kind of the short answer. The other reason we did decide to do it is because of GES's precautions. I think they're amazing. The kids wear face masks and face shields. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean, they, they've, they've really gone out. But but I didn't, I mean, I just, it was just in my head. I was like, uh, I wouldn't want to be wearing a face mask and face shield while I'm learning. They do a ton of stuff outside. Oh, yeah. And the do. kids don't wear the shields when they're outside. But it was still just one of those things where I'm like, you know what? I can keep my kids home, so I'm going to keep my kids home. Yeah. Um, it worked better for our family situation at the time. I mean, and you just have more control over who they're around yeah. and because... You, you can't control where other people go and how they choose to live their life outside yes. of school. And with your kids at home, you are in control of the situation. I yeah. totally understand that. So I took a leave of absence. I'm only working one day a week. And I decided to have some fun. I, I, <laughs> so the first week, like I said, we kind of found, I found this um, homeschool curriculum. Which again, like I was saying, homeschool curriculums are insane. There's literally thousands of them. Mm-hmm. And they have different styles and different functions and like some are religious and some are secular and I just like I was so overwhelmed that I just asked like a group of friends and they're like oh check out Blossom and Root so I actually did purchase the Blossom and Root curriculum which is a nature-based literature heavy curriculum and it was great I actually did enjoy doing it but then a friend of mine Alyssa, Alyssa Herzog so shout out to you hope I just said your last name correct uh, posted on Facebook that she was also homeschooling this year and she was doing a Harry Potter curriculum. Oh, I didn't know you got it from somebody else. Yep. And I just was like, that's it. That's how I can make this super interesting for me, for the kids. 
And Ooh, just it's turned into a, an all house thing. Oh yeah. And I just include myself in the house because oh, yeah. I spend a lot of time there. We <laughs> And, and I didn't, I didn't just get the curriculum, which, I mean, it was a $40 curriculum. It gives you worksheets and ideas and kind of a basic lesson plan. You kind of create your own world around it. I went all out. Yeah, balls I, to the wall. <laughs> I balls to the wall. I researched a bunch of really random stuff. Uh, <laughs> and, and I've been having so much fun. So when we started in the first four chapters of the first Harry Potter book. Basically, you read a chapter a day, and then you do lessons around a certain subject, like alchemy, astronomy, potions. All of these things are real-world things. So potions is just basic chemistry or, like, science experiments. Alchemy was the study of rocks and minerals. There's care of magical creatures, which is... It's kind of a combination of animal mythology as well as animal biology. So, you know, you can take it wherever you really want to go with it. And it, it's both very interesting and it's been very interesting for me, but also educational for the kids. I'm actually teaching them topics that they were learning. Like Bear's distance learning class was learning about rocks the same week we did alchemy. This week we're learning about astronomy. Or no, this week was potions, but next week is astronomy. So. It's, it's applicable. It's an actual homeschool curriculum. If you are interested, it's called Waldock Way. That's W-A-L-D-O-C-K. So Waldock Way Wizards and Wands. But yeah, so that is what I decided to do. And then I decided to go all out. And really, I went all out with the first four chapters of the first book, which is before Harry ever gets to Hogwarts. So the first chapter was they, it's basically the boy under the stairs. So I had my kids eat a meal. We converted a staircase in our house. We, we covered the top part of the staircase and turned it into a pantry. So underneath our pantry is still like this staircase in a closet now. So I had the kids eat lunch in the staircase under the- What? They loved it. <laughs> How did you to... not tell me this? Oh, that was the funnest <laughs> day ever. They did not want to leave. They wanted to play oh in there all God, day. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Is, like the space built space by the bathroom yeah by the bathroom underneath <laughs> where the pantry is now that is hilarious I did not know that and then when <laughs> Harry finally got the acceptance letter were you there the day we dropped yes I was. yes that was so, quite the event <laughs> <laughs> I had the brilliant idea to drop their acceptance letter down our chimney because so in the book in the movie, the letters fly down the chimney and fly through every opening of the house. So Cody, my husband, climbs up on the roof and drops the letters down the chimney. Only, Only there's one thing falls. I learned. <laughs> I, I learned something valuable about chimneys that day, and that is they are not straight. straight. Yeah, I guess I never <laughs> would have thought about that either. Like, you you just assume that it's, I, it goes straight up. You drop something down it, it's going to land in the fireplace. That's not that's, the case. That's, that's not how it happened. One of ours <laughs> landed in a fireplace. I learned a second valuable lesson about our personal chimney that day, and that is very, very dirty. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so much ash. So fell down stuff is coming down, and I'm like, one of the letters got buried underneath all the ash, so I was able to pull that one out, but the other two didn't come down. Shining a light, and my kids are like, Mom, what are you doing? And I'm like, just hold on, guys. Beating up in the chimney with like a stick or and something. We tried to do it like so sneakily. Something fell down the chimney and they're like, well, who did that? And they eventually figured out that it was Cody and trying to keep them in the house <laughs> and they're outside like, what's dad doing up there? 
You're just Nothing. like, no, go read your letter. Yeah, just don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so then the next thing I did, um, they got their letters that night. So the next day, I and them. And oh. I feel like we should mention that you put all of the letters in the wrong envelope. Yes. So it's like, Bear got Callas. <sighs> I think Callie Callie got, got daisies, daisies, and daisies and got, got bears. bears. I screwed the pooch on that one so bad. Luckily, my kids are young enough that they didn't really notice, but I was just yep. like, I put the wrong letters in the wrong envelope. It what was pretty wrong funny. with me? The envelopes are stuck in our chimney now. We, we got them all down eventually. All the kids got their letters. They were super excited. So along with their letters, they got a map of Diagon Alley, which I had spent mm, more time than I want to admit on this probably, like, 10 hours i mean the process of it well actually doing it but i'm saying the preparation what i'm about to share was when i turned downtown grammaray into diagon alley i spent way more time on that than i should so i researched (laughs) every single store that's mentioned in the book which luckily all this stuff is and in the movies and also in the Uh, Universal Studios version of Diagon Alley. So luckily all this information was easily online. What I did was I tried to match the store with the theme in Diagon Alley. So basically Mm -hmm. I took a store in downtown Grammaray and I'm like, this is going to be this equivalent to a store in Diagon Alley. So for example, um, what's a good one? There's a few places where I'm like, okay, I don't know if this could be this or this could be that, but I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. Amanuensis Quills? Amanuensis Quill? That's a really, that's a big hint. A-M-A-N-U-E-N-S-I-S. It's a quill shop. I made that joying company because they have all the art supplies. Yeah. So we went there to buy their, quote, quills, but really we went there to buy them some markers and crayons and stuff. I made Joins Ben Franklin. I made Ilops Owl Emporium and the Magical Menagerie because that's where I took the kids to look at their stuffed animal collection. And they got to oh, pick yeah, their, yeah. their their pet that they bring to school with them. Their school pet. So that was so the day we went to Diagon Alley, this was like the first time actually my kids had been into a store since everything started back in March. So they were super excited about that. I took them to, well, took them into three stores and then we went to a fourth store. So the first one we actually went to was Flourish and Blots, which is where you buy your books. Can you guess what store that was? Uh, was it Dr- Dr- Drury Lane. Lane? Yep, so Drury Lane was Flourish and Blots. Then we went to Ilops Owl Emporium and the Magical Menagerie, which was, again, um, Joins Ben Franklin. And we went across the street to the quill shop. <laughs> I can try to say the name. And we bought their kind of art supplies. And then we ended up at, oh gosh, what did I end up calling this one? Oh yeah, Sugar Plum Sweet Shop. So that would have been the Mercantile? Yep, the Gunflint Mercantile. Yeah. So if you're <laughs> curious, I do have a map that I created along with which businesses is which. So I'm going to see if you can guess. Me? Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Here we go. Now think, this one is a geographical as well as a aesthetically matching Mind one. you, I have never done the touristy thing of really going to the You'll know this. Downtown. We'll know this one really so quick. So which one, which one do you think I made the Leaky Cauldron? Leaky Cauldron. Um, so it's a pub. It's kind of... Oh, did you stay where you want? Which side of 61 were you on? So the whole downtown area. So basically from... I would say the tavern. Yeah, it was the tavern. The Gunflint Tavern. Gunflint Tavern. So the Gunflint Tavern that was... That makes sense. It really does have that, like... It does. 
that feel to it. And it has the brick wall, which yeah. if it were not COVID time, I would have like talked to them and be like, can I come in and like tap your brick wall with a wand and then walk out? But I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to mess with things too much. Um, let me see here. So Wizard Books is another like bookstore. I made that Birchbark Gifts. So Birchbark Gifts is next door to Joins. Okay. Behind it. Moving back then up that street, um, the Daily Prophet was the Cook County News Herald building. And then because it doesn't exist yet, and I thought it I like to myself, I was giggling so much when I did some of these. <laughs> Weasel, Weasley Wizard Wheezes. Holy cow, I never realized how hard that was to say. Doesn't exist in the first book because the twins don't open it until I think the oh, seventh book. Oh, they're their fun shop. Their fun shop. So I made that uh, Grammar Rays slash The Legion because it's currently closed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> and, and so I'm like, coming soon, something to this building, maybe at some point in time, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Um, number seven is the quality Quidditch supplies. So moving across the street, that's Bucks Hardware. Ah, uh, I thought so. Another thing that's interesting about me doing this, I actually did ask on our Grammarie community page, like if you were downtown, if downtown were to be Diagon Alley, what store would be what? So many people gave me such great ideas. And then a couple were like, can we request our business be this? Yeah. So Holiday actually requested that they be um, Wise Acres Wizarding Equipment. So I made them that. <laughs> I wanted everything represented. And yeah. I also wanted to kind of give every downtown business something. Yeah. So moving down again. So number eight, um, Twilfit and Tatlings is like a high-end wizarding store. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's some reference to, like, wealthy families going in there. So I made that Upstate, hmm. Upstate MN, yeah. which is, the like, one of my favorite stores in all of Grand Marais. And I have to resist from going in there because I do end up spending $60 on well, a there's blanket. there's really, really cool stuff in there. Yeah. But it's a little out of my budget. But you absolutely should go to Upstate MN because Christopher is amazing. And even though it's COVID, so you can't get a hug from him, usually when you walk in, like... Christopher will come up and give you a big hug. So, you know, it's one of those sad things that we kind of lost with COVID, but he's still open. He's still there. So that's awesome. Uh, just a few other random ones that I thought were also really Where funny. Did you, did you do, what's the one I'm thinking of? Is it Bor Bergen and Burke? What is it called? Uh, it's where the vanishing cabinet is. Isn't that in Is that in Diagon Alley? I thought that was in, um... Is it, what, is oh my it gosh, I am. Is that okay. what it's called? I should point out that I'm not a huge Harry Potter person. I'm not, like, I've read the books all when I was a kid. I haven't reread them and I've watched the movies maybe once. Oh. But isn't it, <laughs> isn't that in the, like, the bad witches neighborhood? <laughs> well, yeah, it's the bad part of Diagon Alley. But, but... it's not Diagon Alley. It's Nocturne oh, Alley. It's there we go. Ah, That's see? what I was thinking of. You claim to be the Harry Potter fan, yet I'm the one that came up with Nocturne Alley, the bad witches neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I belong. That's kind of where, where I, you'll find me. I will definitely live there if I. <laughs> yeah, because Harry accidentally goes there. Yes. And then Hagrid's like, "What are you doing here?" Yep. So that was that was Nocturnally. So I did not do Nocturnally. Okay. Although maybe I'll turn Lutzen into Nocturnally. <laughs> 
Anyway, um, just a few other fun ones was Gringotts Bank was probably the easiest one. There is a bank in downtown Grimmery. Oh my god, you didn't. <laughs> I did. <laughs> the bank that, like, everybody will swear up and down is like a Ponzi scheme, and, like, there's <laughs> there's something going on there that's Now, before normal. anybody gets mad at us, I'm sure it is a legitimate bank. I just personally know nobody who banks. Uh, if you've I've been never in seen a person in there. Never seen, never seen go a in? car parked in that parking lot during nope. hours. I've asked people who work at Sven's, like, do you ever see anybody go in there? And they're like, no. It's it's really weird. It's really weird. It's really weird. I'm not saying anything bad about a business in town, but if it's you, just interesting. Next time you're in Grimmeray, <laughs> you can stand outside the market and look across the street at the bank there. And just see if anybody goes in or out. And let me know if they do, because I we don't think like I ever know. have. It's been five... I have lived here... Wait, I've lived here longer than that. I've lived here six years. And I've I've even seen. asked people who live, who grew up here about <laughs> it, and they're like, I have never not once seen anybody go into that place. I've never seen anybody park there and go in there. I'm like... People work there. Well, yeah. I mean, I like... just... I don't know those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who, who works there? They don't work. They're not in my bubble, so they don't. Care. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, so there's a fun um, adventure for you to see how many people go into Gringotts while you are there. <laughs> so anyway, I, I turned downtown Grammaray into Diagon Alley. I took my kids to buy their school supplies. They did buy their pets. My son bought a dragon. My daughter yeah. bought um, my young. My middle daughter bought a polar bear. <laughs> Hey. And my youngest daughter bought Rocky from Paw Patrol. I was trying to, I was like, you guys, what about an owl? Harry got an owl. What yeah. about like a cat? Get, what are the, did we Cat, out? toad, owl. There we go. Okay. Are the three that That's you're supposed to have. such a weird, like why those three? I know. And, and then you'll notice people like Ron has a rat. Rat, so yeah. Clearly, and there's actually a thing on the Wizarding World app, which we're going to get to the Wizarding World app and how that played into this in a minute, um, where you can read articles but in the Daily Prophet. Like, they actually publish articles as though it's a Daily Prophet. Mm -hmm. And one of them was that Hogwarts changed their pet policy because... Really? To allow for more exotic pets. Oh, my God. That's so cool. So I was like, all right, you know... Pick what you want. I guess a polar bear (laughs) is an acceptable school pet nowadays. Hey. Shrug. A dragon? Yeah, okay. Didn't work out for uh, for Hagrid, but maybe it'll work out for you, bear. Bear can do it. If anybody can do it, bear can do it. So that was day one. Now, of course, then the next time we, the next chapter in the book is Harry going to Platform 9 and 3 quarters, boarding the Hogwarts Express, and taking that to Hogwarts. And I played around with a few variations of how I could do this in my head, and one of them was to go down to Duluth and take the Scenic Railroad. Is it still? It's still running. Hmm. I actually did look into it because I was like, okay... But literally all of this, and, and I should point out how my youngest daughter, the three-year-old, was not with us for the Diagon Alley day. It was just my older two that I brought. Oh, I thought I thought you guys did bring her away. She was actually with, but they stayed outside. So Cody okay. walked around okay. with her while we went into the stores. Except for joints. She did go into joints with us. It was kind of like in my head, I'm like, I'm doing all of this to keep my kids away from people right now. So it did make sense to drive them all the way to Duluth. To do, like, a 20-minute train ride yeah. with other people. Even though that train would have been so Hogwarts Express feeling. Yes. It would have worked out so Absolutely. good. So good. 
but ultimately we decided not to do that and instead we went for the best thing we could find locally which fun fact in cook county there's no trains there's no railroads there was a railroad one time oh yeah you just you just you just got that i saw that look on your face many many years ago that ran up to lutzen mountains i don't remember the purpose of it somebody was telling me about wow. it it went from the lake up to lutzen mountains there's never been a railroad, right? That's so weird. I've never I, like actually sat and thought about that. Not at all. Wow. The only place you'll see a railroad, and this is still technically, and I shouldn't, okay, take that back. There's one in Cook County, and they're, you know, but it's at the very edge on the border of Lake County and Cook County, and it leads to the Taconite Harbor plant. And those were the three overpasses you pass under. That's oh, yeah. now just two overpasses because they had to take one down a couple of years ago when Didn't a truck collapse. hit it. No, it just cracked when a truck hit it. It okay. had been sagging and uh-huh. it sagged enough for the truck yeah. who should have been able to fit based on the, the clearance. The clearance. Yeah. It didn't fit anymore. Ooh, it hit it. That had to be an interesting day. <laughs> it cracked. And literally that day they took it down. The crew got out there. They took it down that day because I got stuck on the other side of it. Oh yeah, nobody could. I was down in North Haven, which is one of our rental properties. I remember hearing about that. I think that was kind of right before I moved here. And I was like, well, that's super interesting. I can't get back to the office the way I usually go. There's a detour (laughs) that was quite lovely, actually. That's all we have by way of railways. And that railroad has been shut down for... Actively shut down since, like, early 2000s. And then there was, like, a few trains that would come and go for whatever reason. But it hasn't been used since, like, 2008. That brings me to the place that we went for Platform 9 and 3 quarters and the Hogwarts Express, and you were with us on this journey. And we kind of started off spooky season. And we started (laughs) off spooky season. We went to the Kramer Tunnel. Okay, now, I, I do have to give a little bit of a disclaimer, because anytime this comes up, there always seems to be this debate of whether this area is a on public land or on private land. And I did extensive research. And first of all, there is no, like, no trespassing, private property. There's no signs. I've actually physically looked. I've gone, I've looked around. I'm like, okay, there's nothing. I mean, if they really didn't want people to go there, wouldn't they just close it back up? Yeah. Except it was closed and then people opened it. But (laughs) I would think they would just post, like, really big, like, no trespassing or, like, danger or risk. I don't even know who still technically owns it or who manages. Because Taconite Harbor itself is closing down and should be completely shut down by 2022 so it was supposed to be 2020 i don't know why they extended it the safe harbor no not the safe harbor the actual plant okay and the plant is running out of skeleton crew i did look it's public land the pit that we drove into that's public Mm -hmm. that is public property it's on public lands where we parked okay the tunnel itself is also on public land except for one tiny section belongs to like it kind of falls into the property line yeah. of a house uh-huh. that's further down so there's like a little sliver that's technically on on private property so i just want to give that disclaimer this is most of it's on public land there's a tiny sliver that's not yeah if you look at the plat map it's that's just like this so whole thing weird. goes up into it and you're like what <laughs> There are no no trespassing signs. There's nothing that implies you shouldn't go there. It is on public property. So that's where I'm leaving that. And you can decide for yourself if this is something you feel safe doing or not. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the Kramer Tunnel before I tell you about our adventure into it. It is the longest railroad tunnel in the state of Minnesota. And the actual distance from the entrance to the exit is 1,800 feet. 
Now, compared to the Ely Tunnel in Duluth, that, that is 550. Small. Yeah. So this is like three of those. And it feels never ending when you're when you're, when in you're it. going oh through it. <laughs> you literally feel like you've been in the same spot for like <laughs> ten minutes. The the exit and the entrance both seem to always stay the same size, and you're like, how is that yeah. possible? It's the weirdest like optical illusion. So the actual tunnel was built during the peak of the Takana industry in the 1950s. And LTV Steel used a 72-mile railroad railroad system to connect their Hoyt Lakes Taconite Platte with their Taconite Harbor shipping port. So that's why that was built in the first place, basically to take Taconite from Hoyt Lakes to Taconite Harbor. And as you walk along it today, if you look down, there's balls of Taconite yeah, covering the whole area. Yeah, there was a point where we were walking through and I was like couldn't get traction with my shoes and I was slipping all over them. What is this stuff? (laughs) You will actually pass under the end of that railroad again when you're in Schroeder and that's those overpasses. Mm -hmm. Again, there was three and now there's two. So now abandoned, this tunnel is an off-the-beaten path gem that even many locals aren't really aware of. In fact, whenever I bring up Kramer Tunnel, everybody's like, what are you talking about? Where? That's here? Yeah. It is technically in Lake County. It's near the town of Finland. Uh, There's actually a little ghost town called Kramer there, and it's just past that. To put this area in perspective, for those who are familiar with it, it's kind of in between Finland and the Crosby Manitou State Park in that area. So there's not a lot up there. It's just a lot of nothingness but in the middle of that is this railroad tunnel you can't see it from the road in fact you can't even really see it where we parked we had to walk all the way up you don't see it until you're literally right there it yeah, just it's hidden it's like the entrance is hidden by the rock so perfectly that you don't see it until you're right there yeah it was it, it's pretty uh kind of got that spooky element to it because of that yeah you're in the middle of nowhere it's really mm-hmm. quiet both times I've gone there, I didn't see other people other than the people I was with. So I didn't see other people, except for at one point, like another couple would randomly show up. So we had that one couple that walked yep. past us mm-hmm. when we were there. And the first time I went there, I was by myself and I was taking 360 pictures. <laughs> a 360, yeah, with my 360 camera. So I had set it up and I was like hiding behind a tree. And this guy, <laughs> this guy walks up and he sees me and I see him and he's like, Hi. I'm like, hi. <laughs> and he looks at me, he's like, my wife is coming. Or something like that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> it, was, it was a very bizarre encounter. Um, you can read about that in the Kramer Tunnel article. Like, I'm not here to murder him. I'm not here. No, not we're following not. you. I'm not murdering you. You're not murdering me. We're just going to make that very clear. <laughs> a on mutual the Cas- non-murdering situation. On the Cascade Vacation Rentals website, you can find the blog post on Kramer Tunnel, and it goes into my encounter with that gentleman. And my apology to him, because I'm pretty sure I freaked him out. <laughs> in October of 2008, the last train made the trek to Taconite Harbor. So that was the last time a train went through was 2008. However, regular use of the tunnel ceased earlier. It was like 2001. So there's just the occasional train that would go through. Since then, it has been completely abandoned. And I always get people who have the concern of what if a train randomly does go through? There's no... It can't. Yeah, it can't. Because first of all, the track just a couple miles up the road yeah. is gone. Mm-hmm. And a couple miles the other way, I've been told, part of the track has been um, shifted. It's it's kind of lifted up on its side. So that, that track would be impassable without 
extensive work done on the track. And then those are the only parts we could see that that goes many more miles that yeah. hasn't been touched for over a decade. Hmm. And that sort of thing doesn't tend to hold up very well. The tunnel itself is completely abandoned. It is 1,800 feet. I want to say it took us... It's so weird because the passage of time was so bizarre. Yeah. Like I said, Ten minutes. you literally felt like you were in the same spot for like five minutes. And you're like, did I even get anywhere? You look back and you're like, oh my God, I don't feel like it's like a time warp. What is going on? So we all dressed up in our Harry Potter garb and we had our... Oh, our wands. So I actually have to go back because something else happened after our trip to high, or to Diagon Alley, and that was my kids got their wands. So we made Ollivander's oh, yeah. wand shop our house, and I had bought wands for each of the kids, so they each got their wand. And so we had our wands, we had our hats, we had our little little capes that we have, and we went to Kramer Tunnel. I actually invited along someone who's new in town who I'd met on Facebook in, the again, the Grammarie community page, uh, Christina Matson and her family, and I was like, hey, you're new in town, come do this cool thing with us. I don't know you, you don't know me, but we're going to be in a group. So <laughs> they joined us. So there was a group of us that showed up, and we walked up the hill to the tunnel. We walked through the tunnel, and what I found was really funny. The first time I went, I was by myself, and I did attempt to walk through, and I got, I thought I got halfway through. I got maybe mm-hmm. like a fourth of the way through, yep. and I didn't have a lamp or a light, and it is pitch you black. You tried to do that in the... Yes, I did. Yes. I know. <laughs> I did not go prepared. By myself, with no light. We were with a group of people, and there was a point where I like freaked myself out completely and was just like, oh my god, I don't know if I can go any further. So thank you for understanding, because I got a lot of grief from people for not <laughs> finishing... The walk through the tunnel. Well, no, there's that point <laughs> where it goes from being yes, like so. concrete to just rock. rock. And so like all of a sudden it's all smooth and you're walking down and then all of a sudden you just see these weird shadows. And with my glasses, I couldn't really see what I was seeing. And you've got all the people with their like flashlights behind you. So there's just these figures and it lit like my heart sank. It dropped. Like I literally. You did scream. Yeah. I freaked <laughs> out because I was like, oh my God, what is that? And it's just like, oh no, it just went from like concrete to just the just rock. bare rock. And that is how I know I didn't make it very far the first time. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't know that was going to happen. It scared the bejesus <laughs> out of me. Oh my God. So yes, um, maybe a, f- a third of the way through, if you enter from the more popular place that you people enter from, which is by the gravel pit and you walk up, if you enter from there the first, I don't even know, because it was, it was such a de- weirdly delirious travel into this space, and maybe the first five, six hundred feet was nice, concrete, finished yep. tunnel, and then all of a sudden it's just this bare rocks jutting out water dripping through the ceiling it's really spooky which is why we're (laughs) just thinking about it my heart was like (laughs) martha's making myself nervous over here sweating over there it was so scary like i honestly it took all in me not to like start running I was like, be brave, you're with a ton of people right now. With a bunch of kids who are, like, having no issue with oh, yeah. it. I'm like, oh my god, this is freaking scary. Well, it's because we gave the kids the headlamps, and they're running around yeah. with all the graffiti. <laughs> so anyway, it, it goes from being unfinished, and then at the very end, it kind of becomes finished again, briefly. And then yeah. you're out, and you're like, holy cow, that was an adventure. 
what just it was crazy and what we had told the kids was that we were going to go to platform 93 quarters and then when we got there the hogwarts express didn't show up so we had to walk to hogwarts that was the story so that's how we walked through the tunnel we took a bunch of pictures of my kids because they were flipping adorable and they're little didn't you get a video of me freaking out i did not get oh did i get a video i think you were recording that moment i lost hold on Oh, I did! Hold on, <laughs> hold on. Let's see if we have audio on this. Okay, it does get really dark in here. <laughs> okay, I would turn around right here if I was by myself. I think this is about where I turned around. This is creepy because it goes out. I just scared the crap out of you. Okay, so yes, let, this this is audio of Martha flipping out. Yeah, you hear me in the beginning like, Whoa! like I lost all the air in my chest and was just like, what is going on? Where are the walls? I, I want to say it probably only takes five minutes to walk through, but it feels a lot. It feels Maybe like 10, forever. I don't yeah, know. Like five or seven minutes. Yeah, it just give yourself time. If you're going to go... Definitely give yourself plenty of time to... The walk up from the parking area, which, again, if you go to the Cascade Vacation Rentals website and find the Kramer Tunnel... Oh, it's like a short tunnel, little hike. It's a short little hike up a little hill. And then all... It, it almost feels like you're like, how far do we have to go? In fact, yeah. I think at one point one of the kids was like, how far away is this place? And then we were there. And I'm like, it's really close. Like, it doesn't... You don't think it's going to be really close. You feel like it's really far away. And then all of a sudden it appears out of nowhere. Like magic. So give yourself time to not just walk through the tunnel, but there's also pretty stuff along that area. We went during the peak of fall, like just past peak. Yeah, just past peak there. If we had gone the week before, we probably would have gotten like the pretty peak colors. Yes. We were past peak in Lake County at that point, but yeah. it was still really pretty. Mm -hmm. In fact, I want to say it was still really pretty here up until about a week and a half ago when we yeah. had a really big Because now everything's storm. falling. And everything fell Everything's off. Everything getting blown off. Everything got blown <laughs> off. So it was really pretty. It was very picturesque. If you go now, it's going to be super eerie. And if you go in the winter, bring snowshoes for at least the outside part, but then you can take them off inside. I've seen people who did the hike in the winter, and it looks so cool in the winter time. We should try that. So maybe there. we will. Who knows? Future has a lot to hold for <laughs> the podcast, except for I'm only working one day a week through the end of the year. Anyway, that was our little adventure to Hogswards, to actually get to Hog Hogswards. What, what, what did you just say? Hog, Hog <laughs> I almost said Hogsmeade. Why are these names so similar? Hogswards, Hogsmeads. You just mixed the two of them. I was like, what are you saying? Hogsmeads, Hogswards. Hogswards is what I said. I said, okay, yeah, okay. I've been talking too much right now. Hogwarts. So we got back in the car and we went back home and we decided to do the... Oh, then I read the next chapter while on we the were way, there. Yeah. On the way there, on the way home, because, you know, we had the drive from... It takes, you know, 45 minutes yeah, to get from... Minutes. Maybe even longer, almost an hour, to get from Grand Marais to the tunnel. Yeah. So during that drive, I read the oh, next yeah, chapter. It, it started raining, it's, and it was like downpouring oh, right. on the way there. God, I totally and then it rained about the that. whole way back, didn't it? But it didn't rain at all while, while we, were we were there, there which was <gasps> awesome. Super crazy. That's right. The oh, the clouds Magic. were super crazy. <laughs> That's right. I, I'm remembering this whole thing now. This was a couple of weeks ago. People, cut me some slack. A lot of stuff has happened during this time. Yeah, it poured rain the whole way there and the whole way back. 
and the clouds were super cool and I got this really yeah. awesome picture of my daughter standing on the railroad track with these crazy clouds so I'll also put that I'm actually going to put that on exploring the north shore so if you go to exploring the north shore I'm going to make up this whole Harry Potter meets Grand Marais article and it's going to be there so we went back home and we decided to do the sorting hat ceremony <laughs> and that kind of set us up to starting do you want to tell them how we decided our, how we figured out our houses about a week before all of this happened i made everybody i know which is my husband martha <laughs> our friend nate and the kids. And I'm then like, eventually we got my our friend, friend Casey. Casey into it, yeah. we I made everybody download the Wizarding World app. I kind of want to make Nate do it. You should. Because he comes to game night. By the way, there's two Nates we're talking about here. Oh, Casey. God, yeah. It's just We'll call one Franklin. One's called Franklin. The other one's called Nate. So anyway. It's so weird calling him Franklin. It's weird. <laughs> the world is weird. <laughs> we did the sorting hat ceremony and how I figured out what house everybody was going to go into. Again, you have to realize that I was going crazy at this point because I am a workaholic. So to no longer be working anymore and having huge projects to do was driving me a little batty in the beginning. So I created a huge project for myself. As part of that, I made everybody download the Wizarding World app and do the um, the sorting hat sorting ceremony. Hat ceremony yeah. And I was like, okay, what did you end up being? And somehow, we magically evenly fell into houses. Yeah. So Yeah, I'm still surprised by that, how that yeah. worked out. I honestly thought you guys were all going to be Hufflepuffs except for me. <laughs> I Daisy. really didn't know what I was going to be. What alarm is that? Uh, that's the kids have distance learning face-to-face -face classes with their teacher today. <laughs> you should keep that in there. Yes. <laughs> so there you go. At 2.30 every day, my kids sit down with their teachers and, like, go over stuff with them. So that's how we're doing distance learning is they have one 30-minute meeting a day with their teachers. And that's it. It's very lovely. Anyway, now going back to the sorting hat ceremony. Uh, Martha, you, why don't you say, where are you? I am a Hufflepuff. So I was correct about that. <laughs> And Cody, my husband, I thought for sure would be a Hufflepuff. <laughs> but he wasn't, and it's so funny because she's like, make him take it again. I'm like, he, he has to do, do it, it again. again. <laughs> he lied to not be a Hufflepuff because he is a Hufflepuff. Now That's so Hufflepuff of That's him. That's so Hufflepuff of him. <laughs> uh, he's a Ravenclaw, and I am, and, and, and this one, okay, I try to read things to my <laughs> kids in such a way where I'm like, all right, you guys, we have to notice how the perception of a certain house is very negative without focusing on its positive qualities. And that is because I am a Slytherin <laughs> through and through 100%. Oh yeah. I am a Slytherin without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, without that was a that's doubt. like instantaneous. I'm definitely like, Oh my gosh, if I, if Hogwarts were real and I went to it, I would want the dungeon common area with the view of the pond. And I would just sit there and just, Stare at all the mer people and stuff like that. Like it would be amazing, and that is where I would want to be. Screw the towers and <laughs> your warm fireplaces and Hufflepuff being really close to the kitchen, which would be nice, but not you know whatever. I will take the dungeon with a view. Okay, <laughs> that is what I want. That is where I belong. <laughs> so I am a Slytherin. So the three of us divided really nicely. And then Franklin, that is so weird. Yeah, but Franklin was sorted into Gryffindor. Gryffindor. 
So the four of us very, very nicely sorted into our houses. So we kind of made ourselves the leader of those houses. And then I have three kids, as I've said before. And I was very shocked on this, that it, the way they played out. Yeah. Not Daisy. No, no. Daisy, (laughs) so Daisy, my three-year-old, is 100% through and through, in every way, shape, and form, a mini-me. And so clearly she was in Slytherin. I even had her, because she's too young to kind of do the quiz, so I would ask my older two, I'm like, okay, guys, what would Daisy do in this situation? And they would be like, oh, she would do that. Like, heads (laughs) nodding. Like, they know their sister so well. She would definitely be the one to do that. Mm -hmm. So she is in Slytherin. Uh, My oldest son, Bear, I thought was going to be a Hufflepuff. And I thought my daughter, Callie, was going to be a Ravenclaw. I was wrong, but now seeing where they got sorted into, it makes perfect sense to me. Bear is an academic overachiever. He got put into Ravenclaw. And my daughter is like this crazy chicken loving, animal loving, like her stuffed animals have a soul and a spirit and they come to life and they talk to her all the time. So clearly she is Hufflepuff. Yeah. And she likes to bring her chickens inside to sit with her and watch TV. She sneaks them into her bedroom. I I will never get over that picture (laughs) of just her with her chickens. Just like, oh. Watching TV. Little chicken lady. It's like, oh, you're so cute. So that is where everybody sorted. And then we brought Casey in and we sorted her into, or she got sorted into Gryffindor. So we ended up all evenly. There's two of us in every house. And yes, I am one of those crazy people where I painted the house points ticker thingies on my window. And we do a countdown or not a countdown. We do house points. So my kids get points for doing well on assignments, for doing schoolwork without arguing, for cleaning up their bedroom, for doing their chores, things like that. The grown-ups get um, a small amount of points for going to work. <laughs> yeah. Which means I don't get those because I don't know where. That's okay. What you don't get in work points, you get in game points. I do get in game points. And then <laughs> on Friday nights, we have our game night, which is like a virtual, like it's Jackbox. I don't know if everybody plays that, but it's like on the TV and you do it on your phone. So we will have game night and... Um, Basically, if you win a game, your house gets three points. So I would be constantly standing up like, three points for Slytherin. Because I win everything all the time. And like, that and is... she already, already <laughs> always wins the games. But, like, it's, it's like, even crazier now. Like, we literally do not stand a chance in any way no. of getting first if Jay is playing the game. Which just goes to show you how I truly was oftentimes letting you guys <laughs> You get bored. Oh, somebody else can. I am a winner all the time. Yeah, Let's get, that's interesting. Give this one to Martha. Like, Nate did go through a phase, or Franklin, we'll say Franklin. He went through a phase where, like, he was winning a lot, very randomly. And I was like, what? I was throwing him a bone. <laughs> throwing him a bone. That's a slur in me, in me. I'm both extremely competitive, but also like to let other people occasionally have a moment before I take it back. And now that there's <laughs> now there's points involved, Gasking I can't just let people win. Oh, yeah. I think I won. All we paid, We off. played like nine games the first day, and I want to say I won seven of them and then got second place in the other two. Yeah, so second place also gets... One point. So that is basically what life has become <laughs> for us. I am completely immersed. And not only did I create these house points on the window of my dining room... Um, I have a 
You've created like a little Hogwarts corner. Yeah. Over there. It's, it's, and, and people, my dad actually made a comment the other day. He's like, I feel like you might be going a little bit too far <laughs> with this. I mean, I have a flag, the flag for each house mm-hmm. above the window on the ceiling fan, which we're no longer using because it's winter. I have like witches' hats hanging off of there. There's a backdrop of the Hogwarts library. On it's, the wall. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. It, it, when my daughter it's does legit. her when my daughter does her virtual class, she sits in front of it, and it literally looks like she's sitting in like an old timey <laughs> library. library. It's the coolest thing. And her teacher the first day was like, "Where are you? <laughs> You'll never." Know. And she's like, "I'm at Hogwarts," and I, I feel like I, <laughs> I, I feel like that teacher was just about to stand up and walk out. Like I can't do this anymore. <laughs> what is happening here? <laughs> For oh a while, Callie was the only distance learning student, so it was like a, a real one-on-one with this teacher, and then all of a sudden she's sitting in this old library talking about how she's at Hogwarts, so. I'm a wizard. <laughs> That's where I've gone with my life. It's That's, fun, though. It's really fun, and my whole goal with this thing from the beginning was that I didn't want my kids, like when they're 30 and they reflect back on 2020 and 2021, mm-hmm. I don't want them to remember being frustrated or scared or, like, feeling worried. I just want them to remember, oh, yeah, that's the year my mom went crazy and sent us to Hogwarts. (laughs) Just think of that story when they get older and, like, get married and, like, have their kids and life and just being like, yeah, I went to Hogwarts growing up. That's where we went to school in this grade. (laughs) You know, people are going to sit and talk about the pandemic and your kids are going to be like, that was it happening. Was a, it was a good year. I went to Hogwarts we had a lot year. of fun. I had a baby polar bear as a pet. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, my kids. You make me want to like <laughs> you want to homeschool me. And like my mom, Barb as all of you guys Barb, know, be like Barb. very much loves Harry Potter, so like she is just loving all of it. Posts <laughs> comments on everything. Like can I just come like join you guys? I stopped posting things on Facebook because I'm like, okay, this is getting a little too far, but Instagram, I feel like Instagram is like a free for all. You can do whatever you want on Instagram. You can be mm-hmm. as weird or as crazy. So yeah, everything goes on Instagram now. Uh, not the Explore the North Shore Instagram. It's my personal Instagram. <laughs> but it's just been so much fun. But also crazy. So that is why we haven't had a chance to sit down and record an episode because I became a professor at Hogwarts. <laughs> there you go. That's the reason. Thank you for tuning back in. I do apologize. I would say we're going to be more regular with podcast episodes, but the truth is this is going to be kind of the way of the thing in the way of the world for the next, I don't know. Um, My leave officially ends in December. I don't know if it's going to be possible to extend it. If it is, we do plan, we're not sending our kids back to school this year. That's kind of the 2020 and 2021. My kids will not be going to a physical school to learn um, besides Hogwarts. (laughs) (laughs) Which in everybody's head has become a real thing now, I'm pretty sure. Yes. yes. Um, and and so I don't know what's going to happen in the future, but I'm warning you, you might get like an episode a month, maybe an episode every two months. Someday the world will stop being so insane and things can kind of start to renormalize or become the new normal, whatever happens. And we will be back with more episodes but we definitely had to get a Halloweeny, 
spooky Halloween. season, how we're dealing with life, catch yeah. everybody up. Kind of a catch up and explain a few things, but really we wanted a cool Halloween thing for you to do. There is no haunted ship this year, there's no haunted houses, and this is again in, on the North Shore, so the haunted ship, not open this year. Uh, the very cool haunted house that the Riddles came up with last year, I don't think that's happening this year. I don't see how it could. So that is probably not happening this year. If you want to catch up on that, though, we did go through it last year during its inaugural year uh, with Matthew Baxley from the Boundary Waters podcast. If you want to hear um, an entire episode of me laughing at Matthew being terrified and trying not to punch people. (laughs) (laughs) That was that whole episode. So jump back to the We Went Through a Haunted House episode last year. Yay! Yeah, so Halloween is my favorite time of year. I'm really sad I was not able to bring you a whole bunch of super spooky haunted stories and stuff like I did last year, which was oh, my favorite month of <laughs> podcasting ever was October of last well, year. Well, like a lot of places are closed. We tried to um, do no pemming, but they're not doing tours or anything. They did get back to me on that. So mm-hmm. like we really did try to do stuff, but yeah. it's just very, very limited in what we can do. Yep. So, this is what you get. You can go to a tunnel that's abandoned that hardly anybody else ever goes to. I will say it's a hidden gem, even though more people know about it now in more recent years because more people have been visiting it. But it's really out of the way. You have to be dedicated to go there. It's Mm -hmm. not like you're going to... It's okay. not something you're going to have to That's upon. where the Kramer Tunnel is. We should pull into this park. No, you're not going to drive past it. You're yeah. just not. There's nothing out there unless you live there, in which case you drive past it all the time. And hi, thank you for listening to my podcast. But uh, <laughs> you're not going to go there on purpose or go there on accident. You're going to go there on purpose. And if you're coming up in the month of October or even the month of November or even in the winter, because I feel like it's going to change its... It's feel. Like the Kramer Tunnel yeah. in like Halloween, October, November, it's gonna be spooky. But maybe in the summer or in the winter it has more of like a like a winter I don't know. Maybe we do have to go back because maybe it has yeah. a different feel. Kind of that crisp air and the like cold and you're all bundled up and, and it will probably be lighter because of the snow. Yeah. And snow then in the has summer a way of making everything look brighter. I'm sure it has a different feel in the summer too. I've never been there. I've only ever been there in October. So Check it out. Visit. Again, I am going to put a lot of this information on the Exploring the North Shore website, but for right now, the best place to go would be the Kramer Tunnel website on Explore or on Cascade Vacation Rentals website. I'll put this in the show notes. And check it out because it is a very cool place. I did try to write directions that made perfect sense and anybody could follow because a lot of those roads aren't the best labeled. And there's really no sign that tells you that the Kramer Tunnel is there. So it's one of the, like, even when we came up on it, you were following us. You were behind yeah. us. And I was like, okay, Cody, start to slow down because it turns right here, right here, turn here. Yep. And he's like, phew. <laughs> and Martha was like, well, that was sudden. <laughs> Thanks for the warning, guys. <laughs> so check it out. And again, thank you for sticking with us. We do apologize for the lack of episodes lately. I promise you we are still here. We are still working. The world is still rotating. It's just been a crazy, crazy year. Someday we will be back to normal. But until then, thank you for listening to Exploring the North Shore. I'm Martha. And I'm Jay. And we'll see you again in like a month or two. (laughs) We'll try. We'll try so hard. (laughs) 
This podcast episode is sponsored by Cascade Vacation Rentals. They know that life has a tendency to be overwhelming at times, and busy schedules often leave people feeling overwhelmed and disconnected. That's why they're here, to offer you the space and opportunity to reconnect to what's important. Cascade Vacation Rentals has one of the largest selections of privately owned vacation rental homes and cabins on Minnesota's North Shore of Lake Superior, from Duluth to the Canadian border. Their team is there to help you and your family or small group enjoy a vacation you'll remember for years to come. Visit them online at www.cascadevacationrentals.com. And don't forget to use promo code PODCAST for the largest percent off discount available at any given time. Again, that's www.cascadevacationrentals.com. Thank you.